has landed indeed guys what is up everybody this is chris and welcome to issue number 80 of lost in comics we have made it to issue eight zero guys that means we're 20 issues away from 100 issues of lost in comics guys so before we get too far in it if you are already in the chat do me a favor real quick go ahead and like the video of course if you are not sub to the channel it's it's probably a, a bad idea on your part. So go ahead and sub up to the channel. Turn the bell notifications on. Make sure you get notified anytime we do any content here at Lost in Comics. You can also hear us in podcast form, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, and many more, wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone listening to us on our podcast today, just keep in mind we are a live YouTube show, so you may hear us talking to members of the Lost in Comics family in the live chats. So make sure you uh, follow us on your platform of choice. Leave a nice review if you are enjoying the show, guys. And as always, we have a very, very packed show for you today with all your favorite comic content. We have some great comic book news to get to. We're going to have a little comic showcase. We're going to talk about the day after new comic book day. And then we're going to wrap this up with our grand finale, this week's discussion. Are you a reader who collects or are you a collector who reads? Or, as somebody put on Twitter, are you a collector who collects? I didn't even think about that. Maybe we're going to have to talk about that here in just a moment. As you can see, guys, you cannot see my face right now at the moment because we're going to have a reveal here in just a few minutes of the new Lost in Comics studio, which I am so excited, guys. I'm I'm actually like kind of giddy and kind of nervous tonight just because this is my first time showing off the new Lost in Comics studio. So if you guys can do me a favor really quick, all of you guys that are in the part of the Lost in Comics family, you faithful ones, go grab a, a glass right now, a shot glass of some sort. Get yourself a drink, um, whatever your favorite drink of choice is. Thanos, if you're still out there, I know you're going to dinner. Uh, I don't know, get them to get you a little, a little drink right now so that you can do a toast with us because I want to commemorate this night's issue number 80 of Lost in Comics, and I want to have a toast together, the Lost in Comics family. Uh, and, and when we show... The new studio here. I want you guys to be able to uh, to have a drink with us, man, and that way we can we can remember this night together. Maybe we'll have a couple of toasts tonight. Maybe we'll have a couple of shots. Who knows? Uh, so, um, but let's take a moment real quick to thank our first sponsor for issue number eighty of Lost in Comics. If you are a fan of toys, custom clay figures that are one of a kind, sculpted by hand, this guy makes his figures by hand, guys. He doesn't have a machine. He does it all. With his own skill, his own talent, you have to get in contact with our buddy Lewis with Shadow Rabbit Art. And when you do, go to Instagram. His, his name on Instagram is Shadow Rabbit underscore Clay underscore Guy. Mention that Lost in Comics sent you his way. Not only are you going to get a great price, 
but you're also going to get entered in an exclusive Lost in Comics end of the year custom figure giveaway. That's only about, what, five months away? So get on it now, guys. Get in contact with him. Get yourself a figure, and then somebody is going to get a free figure at the end of the year uh, exclusive for Lost in Comics listeners. All right. So before we get... I do have a I do have a host with me tonight, but before I bring him on, uh, let's say hi to everybody here in the chats. Lewis Shadow Rabbit guy, we're just talking about him, right? He is the first one in the chat. We got Hainer in the house. What is up, Hainer? And we got Janice, third place. And Spawners, dude, so good to see you, Spawners. It's been a while since you've been able to be in the show on the chat, so very good to see you. Grabs, what is up, Steve? What is good, man? Who else we got? Who else we got? I know I saw a couple more here. Thanos was here. I don't know if he's going to be able to stay. I know he messaged on Twitter, said he, he just got around to dinner. He had some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of issues with dinner. Tim, what is up, dude? Tim, finally making some time for us on the live show. Good to see you, Tim. Um, let's see who else we got in the house, guys. And thank you, everybody who's joining us this evening. Ah, Tara. What is up, Tara? Uh, this is the wrong comment. He says, hey, Rich, Steve. What is up? You have not missed anything yet. So we're just getting started here. Issue number 80, guys. And I hope everybody has their drinks because we're going to have a toast here in a moment. What's up, Will? What is up, Will Creators Outlet? And I think I got everybody. Oh, I, I missed. Uh, let's see. We got we got Kaiser. Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose. What is up, Kaiser? And then we got Sam King. What's up, Sam? Cheers to you, my friend. And Ash on Comics, what is up, dude? Rounding out our Thursday evening with some of the some of the most uh, infamous members of the Lost in Comics family, Farkham. What is up, Farkham? Got my I got my drink water. Hey, whatever it whatever it is, man. Whatever your drink of choice is tonight, X Eleven Bravo Comics. Thanks for joining us. We're about to have a shot here to commemorate the unveiling, guys, of the Lost in Comics Studio. And uh, right before I do, I'm going to bring on our guest host for this evening. Uh, you guys know him well. He is a, I just, I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what else to say about him. He is my friend and he is a great co-host. Welcome to the chat, to the show, Lost in Comics. What's up? David. What is up, David? How are you doing, up? sir? I'm good. I haven't even had a shot yet. Um, yes. Yeah, You're itching to, to have here. a shot, man. I, I'm itching to have a few shots, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> For those of I you that you. don't know David, he, he doesn't need an excuse to drink. So this is just a... Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes. you operate most of the time under the influence. Am I right? Uh, I, 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 yes, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to pull back on that. Pump, <laughs> pump the brakes, but, but uh, I have been known uh, to partake in some spirits, yes. All right, all right. Absolutely. Man, David, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm like I'm trying not to draw this out too much because, but I am I'm super excited. Um, I just want to say real quick before we show the new Lost in Comics Studio backdrop here. Um, this has been a work in progress, probably for about a year. Um, I know when my daughter was born back in March of last year, I started to come out here into the garage and started to do some cleaning. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I I want to make this in to. Uh, I want to make this into a studio. I want to make this into my comic room, the the man cave. I got the approval from my wife. She said, go ahead and do it. You got you got my A-OK on it. And I'm like, all right, cool. So it started back then. And eventually I'm going to release a, little, a short video of where, what this garage looked like and to what it is now. Um, 
it's it's completely transformed, right? It's completely transformed. It's now an official comic room slash studio. Um, so again, this has been a work in progress since last March. And then most recently I had this backdrop done that you guys are going to see. It's the new background for the Lost in Comics studio. I'm just talking. I'm just talking here. All right. Are you ready, David? I'm ready, man. I want to see it. I haven't seen it, guys, so I don't know either. I'm, I'm going to remove gonna... myself from the screen for a moment just so you can see the backdrop in whole. And then I'll, I'll come back on my little chair here on my throne. But uh, all right, guys, without further ado, this is the new backdrop for the Lost in Comics studio. Here we go. Wow. Is that a whole wall? Damn. It is a whole wall. Do you see it? Good Lord. That, 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 that's nice, man. Really nice. See, the, <laughs> you, need, you need the music, man. You need to do some dance. I needed the music. Oh, I thought you were going to sing, David. Oh, man. There's a lot going on here. Doing some shots. Yeah, I'll start doing some karaoke so, for you. There, there is the wall, everybody. Um, Lost in Comics. You got nice. Wonder Woman. You got Batman. We got Flash. Superman. Batgirl. I don't know if you can see or not, but down below, we have the Punisher and Captain America. I don't know uh, if you can see the, if you can see the uh, Punisher down there. Yeah. 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 Down yeah. there. I was wondering and if it then, was all DC or not, but now, yeah, you got some Marvel in there. That, yeah, nice. we got we got Marvel. We got my favorite Marvel characters in there. Yeah, Adam, so Adam, I love that. Yeah, yeah, no, I did it just for Adam, man, just for Adam. <laughs> but uh, there you guys have it. That is the new backdrop for the Lost in Comics studio. I have a lot of space here, guys. I don't even know what to do with myself, to be honest with you. I've never had this much space. I have been in a corner uh, for a long time of a room. And I was just telling David before the show, I'm like, dude, I, I'm, I feel kind of weird, like kind of just nervous about doing the show with this big. I feel like there's an echo in the room. It's so much, uh, there's so much space in here. So this is a big occasion for us. Um, it's a big step uh, just to have this recording space. I have various locations in the room where I can actually record. I have a green screen on this side. I have a, a comic wall on this side and I have some uh, bookshelves with books on this side. So various spaces to film in. Um, so plenty of content is going to be released from this room, guys. Um, plenty of adult videos for you guys from me to you. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, uh, get David over here. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Oh, man. So, guys, uh, if you did, I, I hope you did um, have a shot glass in hand. We're going to have a shot here, and we're going to commemorate this occasion uh, with a little shot. And David, thank you for being on with me on issue 80. Uh, this is the, the christening of the new Lost in Comics studio. Everybody in the chat, you guys are awesome. The Lost in Comics, the lost ones that we call them. And here's to you guys and to much further success to all the lost ones and Lost in Comics. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Chris. David. Oh. <sighs> Woo! Woo. Nice. Man. Very nice. All right. Yeah. I almost every 15 forgot. 15 minutes, I, right? Every 15. Every 15. All right. <laughs> Let's do um I just want to do a real quick second. Right, do you have a second shot there, David? Uh yeah, I, I do. 
Let's do another one. All right. Because what's um, this one for? This one here, man, is Oscar is unable to be with us tonight, man. And I wanted to he man, he's like I told y'all before, he's been getting his butt handed to him at work and he has not been able to be on the show. He should be here tonight, man. Like I wanted to do this with him. I wanted him to be here in the studio. Um, like I said, he's 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 getting his butt kicked out there, guys. Do me a favor, all of you guys, tag him on Twitter, tag uh, tag him on Instagram. Just let him know how much he how much he means to you guys, how much how important he is to the show. And uh, this one right here, oh, what you got there? What are we uh, what are we drinking? What I'm drinking? Some. What do you got? What is it? Uh, some silver Jose Cuervo especial. Silver Jose Cuervo. I have a cheap Kentucky straight bourbon here, Evan Williams. Yeah, I'm not a big bourbon guy. Like I was telling Man. Chris, I'm more vodka, but I don't really shoot vodka. So I look yeah. to have some tequila with me. I always got to have a little spare. That's right, man. That's right. So for, uh, Oscar, and for Oscar and Grab says it, he says it just right there. Oscar means so much. He should take two shots. Well, this, yeah. I don't know about all that grabs. I mean, I want to still be able to do the show, <laughs> man. So uh, here we go, guys. This one's for Oscar. For Oscar. Cheers. <laughs> That'll get you going. Man, no, nice and warm. Some man, that's good. On. Man, that's good. Man, now my, fla my, flace, my face <laughs> now my face is nice and warm. <laughs> and I'm take feeling long it. To take effect, huh? No, it doesn't, man. <laughs> Man. So there we go. There we go, guys. Lost in Comic Studio. This is where we'll be filming from now on. Uh, hopefully, one at some occasion, we'll get you over here, David. And hopefully, uh, yeah. in the future, hopefully have Oscar. We'll see. Um, but uh, it is time. Back. What's that? So we need to get that big guy back. Yeah, we do, man. We do. Yeah. So, um, But uh, the show is going to go on here, guys. We have issue 80 of Lost in Comics. And you know how we do around here? We are going to start off with some comic book news, things that you guys need to know about in the world of comics. So let's do this. All right. So we have some Lost in Comics news for you. Some of this is, some of this is uh, applicable. Some of it's not applicable. We'll, we'll see here. So let's start off here with some new data compiled by ECV2's Milton Gripe and Comicron's John Jackson Miller found that sales of both comics and graphic novels hit a new high in 2020, likely due in part to the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. According to Gripe and Miller's findings, comics and graphic novel sales to consumers in the U.S. and Canada were approximately $1.28 billion in 2020, marking a 6% increase over sales in the previous year in 2019. In short, while many critics are screaming that the comic industry is dying, it is, in fact, growing in other areas. Does this surprise you at all, David? No. No, not at all. It doesn't, right? I spent more money on comics last year than I probably have ever. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Not, not, it doesn't surprise me that more people spent more money. Uh, I see a lot of comics. I am so, um, I guess, taken back when I look how many comics are going to movies. And I think that's yeah. a big push where people are just now writing comics right and left to see if we can get them put into a script. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stray Dogs. I, I totally expect to see that on the big screen someday. So, yeah, no, I mean, it, I don't, that doesn't surprise me at all. 
Yeah, it doesn't doesn't surprise me either. I know um, there was those couple of months, man, where we couldn't get new comics at all uh, from the comic store. And I know I dug deep into my collected editions. I ordered stuff um, from shops. I ordered stuff from Amazon, graphic novels, trade paperbacks. Uh, and people were at home, man. People were at home all last year, and they were reading. Um, so, yes, there has been some drop-off in certain areas of comic collecting, but there, the sales are high on other areas. And we, we, a few shows back, we talked about Invincible having record number sales on the graphic novel. I mean, there's just there is a lot going on in the industry. Um, so when you hear people talk about the doom and gloom of comic books, don't buy into all of it, guys. There is a lot of a lot of stuff going on, um, and their sales are high in the graphic novel area. Um, again, there there does need to be improvements in I would say in the big two especially we'll probably do a show about that at some point uh and how they are how how they need to strategize man the drinks hitting me dude <laughs> that, <laughs> but uh yeah first 30 minute show i guess i should have i guess i should have ate something <laughs> oh lord <laughs> oh, but now, uh now i'm not worried about your internet right now i'm just worried about you falling off the screen i'm just like good night <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and in marble news <laughs> oh, man. oh man so um but yeah no the comic industry what i'm trying to say is it is healthy um aside from like i said what a lot of people are saying uh, yes there are some things that could get better especially with the big two but for the most part the health of the industry is well and we just need to keep continuing to help build on that as as fans as people that love comic books right all right. So next up, guys, on this next piece of news, I don't know if you guys have heard about this or not, but the rarest copy of X Factor number 10 is inside Spawn number 319. So did, I don't know if you guys picked up Spawn 319 that came out yesterday. I do have a picture here of what this looks like. I'm going to show you here in just a second. So this is it right here. Um, even though Image Comics use thicker paper and cardstocks for Spawn 319, Somehow, the printer mixed up the two books. It's uncertain how many copies were affected, but the issues are selling between 50, or I'm sorry, excuse me, 15 and $30 on eBay, if you can still find one, if you care, uh, if you don't care, who cares? But, uh, so that's the Spawn cover right there, and on, when you open it up, uh, X Factor number 10 is on the inside contents of that book, and obviously it's selling for more than cover price, because as soon as misprints go out uh, that becomes a that becomes a whole deal for collectors right so did you did you hear about this uh only from you but i'm i, I guess i'm crossing my fingers since i order my comics and i don't get them for a while maybe it's on its way to me but i can only hope we'll see but uh i i did order that one haven't got it yet so who knows maybe i'll get something crazy yeah absolutely but, uh, adam says man can't get over the backdrop yeah, th thank you, dude. I I freaking love it, man. I freaking love it. Um, yeah, I was going to say, man, I think you, when you were talking earlier about your wife letting you do that, I think she let you do that because she wanted to get you out of the bedroom with that. There's no way that was going to be in the bedroom. That is true, man. Uh -huh. um, yeah, that, that's impressive. <laughs> David, uh, David just revealed an industry secret, but I was oh, in my bedroom. My bad. My bad. Nah, just kidding. It's <laughs> okay. No, I was actually in the bedroom. Yeah. We have a big bedroom, but I was in my corner. I have a corner in my bedroom, uh, which I have now taken all apart. And man, my wife is very excited about it. Uh, so yeah, dude, no, you're you're completely right, man. She's very supportive of it. 
of it. Like, yes, um, build whatever you want. Just get out of here. Just like, just get out of the house, please. <laughs> get out of the yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, did anybody pick up one of those copies of Spawn three nineteen? I know they're so rare, but I'm just curious. But all right, moving on. Uh, last week we talked about the new Spider-Man that's going to be coming out. Uh, Marvel announced that a team of writers for Spider-Man Beyond would show run the new run. Uh, would showcase the new run of Amazing Spider-Man from number 75 onwards. Zeb Wells, Kelly Thompson, Sal uh, Saladin Ahmed, Cody Ziegler, and Patrick Gleason taking the comic book thrice twice. Uh, comic book thrice monthly or three times a month, right? <laughs> thrice. Who says thrice? thrice? Uh, Who now we <laughs> now we know that uh, Patrick Gleason will also be the lead artist leading the design and doing the art on the oversized Amazing Spider-Man number 75. Joining him, Sarah Pacelli, co-creator of Miles Morales, doing her first work on Amazing Spider-Man, as well as Michael Dowling, known for his work on Black Cat. So I wanted to mention this because, man, I don't know if you're, from, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Sarah Pacelli's work, but I do love Sarah Pacelli's work. Um, she's an artist, a great, I, I can't say enough about her work. She hasn't done enough work. Um, and I, and I love that she's going to be doing the stuff on Spider-Man. Again, the whole list of creators as far as the writing team, I don't know if that really gets me excited. Um, but I am excited about the artist team. Uh, have, you, have you seen any of Sarah Pacelli's work? No, in fact, when you said Black Cat, that's what I was checking right now to see if this one was, was her, but it's not because I got the Black Cat one that we had talked about. Um, nice. If I have, I don't know for sure. No. Yeah, go I gotta no, show you. I gotta show you. Uh, I gotta show you some of her work, man, because it really is. Um, she did do that. She did the art on that Spider-Man book. It was just Spider-Man by J.J. Um, Abrams, uh, his son. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, and which was you know it's a decent run, but the art outstanding. So that I can get behind. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. And uh, our last piece of news here, as most of us know, the collectible grading company CGC has been overwhelmed and unable to make customer due dates on grading their items on time. But there is hope on the horizon with an announcement that Blackstone, one of the world's largest investment firms, has acquired a majority stake in CGC. Blackstone is said to share the same vision for a larger, more vibrant and more trusted collectible market. With Blackstone's support, CGC will be able to accelerate its growth by hiring and training more graders, expanding their facilities, serving new markets, and developing digital offerings. All this according to a letter from founder of CGC, Marker. Marker. David, what the heck? Mark. <laughs> David, what is going on with me here? I don't know. Dang. I don't Two know. shots, man? Yeah, I, it's I, been a, I guess it's we'll been see. a while, man. We'll see how you're at uh, 8.45. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> Mark Salzberg and CGC CEO Steven Eichenbaum, I think that's how you say it. But um, I don't know if you guys in the chats, uh, are you, if you use CGC frequently, but it's been a known fact, especially since the pandemic, they have just been overwhelmed. Um, they have had, they've been uh, late on their books, sending back to customers. Uh, they've had lost books. They've had misgraded items. It has just been a mess. A lot of people have gone over to CBC uh, CBCS uh, for their grading needs and CGC needed to do something. And this is kind of their, um, their way of doing something. 
And so they've they've partnered with uh, Blackstone. Blackstone is buying the majority of CGC, and you're going to start seeing improvements. So those of you who like to get your books graded, this is a huge uh, monumental thing for them. And I think you're going to start seeing some seeing some results from them. But it's going to take a little while. But they've been they're under they've been understaffed, um, and this, this is going to make a difference, man. I know you, you're not you're not that big into grading, um, but there's definitely a big market for it. Yeah, it, it, it's so much more common now. I guess when I coming up again, I always talk about back in the day. Um, yeah, they were they were so like when you would see one of those, it was like, wow, what's up? And now it's, they're kind of all over the place. I've never gotten a comic graded or bought one graded, so I don't own one. Um, all mine are just in bags and stuff. So yeah, old fashioned bags and boards. Old fashioned. In fact, it's funny because I was just thinking every time we do like a comic showcase and I pull out some of my old com I have to go and swap them out with new bags because all the old bags are like all yellow and stuff. They, yeah. I mean, they're like 30 years old. Like uh, disintegrating. Yeah. Yeah. And like some of the boards like have images on the back that they've like, I don't know, like ghosted into or something. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I don't have any of that. But um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It doesn't surprise me that they're backed up again. Uh, Going into what we're going to be talking about later, the collectible kind of piece of it, people love that and are into that, and I can see yeah. why it's so much more common now. Absolutely, and Z Z Collect says it's also their fault for the consistent in-house signings. Yeah, definitely, they started doing the in-house signings where they have these popular creators do their own do the signings in-house, and then people can buy them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's backed them up significantly. And it's like if you guys can't handle it, why'd you even start doing it in the first place? But uh, yeah, and they obviously had to make changes, and that's what we're seeing now. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll finally start to start to get some get some stuff done. I don't. I personally don't send a lot of books to CGC. I've actually only ever sent one book to CGC. Um, so I've, I've, if I do buy a graded book, it's going to be from the comic store. So not a big deal. But I know a lot of collectors are in that in it for that. Um, so there you go, guys. It's time to move on. Let's let's show off a couple of books from our collection in a little segment called Comic. Comic Showcase. Comic Showcase, a place where we show off a couple of books in our collection. Could be random, could be special, could be keys, could be non-keys. So let's start off with you, David. What do you got for us this evening? All right, I got, uh, so since we talked about it the other episode, or it came up, I think, on the chat, um, I, I found it, and going through some of my comments, you picked it out, my X-Men with Wolverine as when he was the brood. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was, I remember that, and kind of skimmed through it. I miss these old comics, man. There's so much in there. I thought you were going to pull out a life field. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did, I almost did. Um, and my, my, my second one here is, so I guess it was a couple years ago. I was very fortunate enough to be able to get a trip to Portugal. Yes. And, um, while we were over there going and shopping around my wife and I, I noticed that one of the places we were in had comics. So instantly I went to it. And even though I don't know Portuguese, yeah. I picked up a Spider-Man Portuguese comic. Oh, and look at that, man. Yeah, this is like legit from Portugal and the whole nine yards. So it was pretty cool. So I've looked through it, have no idea what they're talking about. 
And but that's pretty cool. Yeah. What does it say? Espectacular. Yeah, and then I got like this one too, which is kind of just a miscellaneous comic, only because I saw it and my wife's name is Monica, so I was like, ah, I'll grab that. That's cool, dude. I have no idea what it says, but yeah, these are from Portugal. So those are Portuguese comics, but that is the actual spider. It's it's a Marvel. It's a Marvel comic. Yeah, Marvel comic. They, I mean, they, and it's funny we we forget that they sell these all around the world and mm -hmm. sell the. I've seen it in like key collectors where every now and then a key will be from somewhere who knows England, Europe, or somewhere yeah. or over there. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's key. I doubt it, but that is that's cool, man. Portuguese Spider-Man comic. Very, very cool, man. Very cool. All right. So here are my two books that I'm going to show off. And we were just talking about CGC. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to grab one of the only CGC uh, uh, comics that I have. This is a CGC signature series. This is Batman number 619. This is the, uh, the last issue of the Batman Hush storyline. And when I did get to meet uh, Jim Lee here at the San Antonio uh, Comic-Con, he signed this book in person with me. And I did have this sent off. It's a 9.4. Um, but it's the villain cover of that Batman 619, and it is a beautiful, beautiful graded copy there. A 9.4. I've always told you guys I'm not I'm not a 9.8 snob, um, so I do love this cover. It's one of my favorite covers of all time. I think I have three of these covers, um, if I'm not mistaken. I have the graded one, and then I have two others. I have one on my wall, and then I think I have one in the box. So I freaking love this this comic. I love this cover. Um and there you go, Batman 619. It's actually signed by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. And that was on October 27th, 2018. So one of my favorite books in my collection there. Talking there about Mount Rushmore of, of comic artists, right? Jim Lee last week. Yeah. And then uh, Mount Rushmore uh, comic creator, uh, writer, Ed Brubaker. One of my mm -hmm. favorites. This is actually my favorite independent comic in the history of independent comics, guys. Killer Be Killed. This is issue number one. One of the best comic book series of all time. This is Brubaker and Sean Phillips at their best in a series called Killer Be Killed. David, you got to read this sometime, man. You would really, it's, it's, a, it's not a superhero story, but it is a vigilante story um, that, if, that you, like I said, if you, can, if you appreciate superheroes, uh, you will definitely like this book. But it's, it is my favorite, uh, favorite comic of all time, independent comic of all time. Killer Be Killed, Brew Baker and Phillips. All right. Nice. All I, right. I have not heard of that. Very cool. That is it. So that is our comic showcase for today. Again, some great books that we have in our collection. And uh, with no further ado, because let's keep this show rolling. Let's keep the party going here. Uh, let's do a little bit of what, what is today? Uh, yesterday was a uh, new comic book day. So that means today yeah. is the day at after new comic book day it's the day after new comic book oh day God, new comic book day happy new comic book day there we go uh All new right. the day after new comic book day the day when you finally come to your senses and you realize did i regret what i did or did i enjoy what i did do i want to keep going with what i did <laughs> do did i, I want to make a good buy or did i throw away some money right right so i mean that's that's what the day after is all about i mean did you make a good choice yesterday? You see what uh, I'm getting at, David? Yes, yes. What, what, you, you made my choices for me. <laughs> He's, I got I to talk about how Chris is so mean. So, so, oh, so, so angry. He's 
violent. No, so, no, 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 not at all. But before before we get started, David, I do want to show yes. really quick. Uh, we did put a, we put a poll out every single new comic book day just right. to kind of gauge what people are mo most interested in, uh, what books they're looking forward to the most. And uh, the choices here was uh, Catwoman Annual number one, uh, Department of Truth number ten, That Texas Blood number seven, and Duplicate number two. And Department of Truth number ten won out there with thirty eight percent of the vote. Am I seeing that right? Thirty eight percent of the yeah. votes so with that said let's get into some new comic book day talk and you have the first book up on the list sir talk I, to me I, about i, about I it. got the first one here so united states of america um or excuse me <laughs> sorry yes sir <laughs> guess it's hitting me <laughs> america the usa the man usa <laughs> um so united states of captain america uh josh trahelio Christopher Chantwell. Um, so in this comic, let's see, it starts off with Captain America in his house or at home. He's reflecting and questioning kind of what he's doing and what, what he stands for. Uh, and that, that goes on for quite a bit there. So as he's doing this, he, he suddenly, uh, someone suddenly breaks through the window. He gets attacked and basically beats up Cap and takes his shield. So once that happens, he immediately calls his best buddy, right? Calls Sam in. And says, hey, this guy just took my shield. We need to go after him. So they go after him and trying to get Cap's shield back. In the mix of all this, they're having to go through a lot of kind of uh, things happening, trying to save people, things crashing, all that good stuff. When they feel like they're getting this guy and they capture this kid who, because he's holding a, a shield, um, which is not the guy who beat up Cap. So when they asked this kid, you know, hey, well, why are you carrying this shield? Um, he says, you know, why are you dressed up as Captain America? He tells him, because you fight for everyone. I mean, everyone. I would like to be like you, too. So he tells mm -hmm. them that there's more people like him all over. Um, and I guess this has to go with, like, what he was kind of contemplating before at the beginning of the book, you know. And it, it, it at the very beginning of the book, it, it was kind of like, I don't know. I got a little depressed because it was a lot about like the politics and just you know, right. what was going on in the world and what was happening. He's questioning it. So this kid tells him, you know, hey, he's doing it because, you know, you fight for all of us and there's more like you. So um, basically the next day that this, this kid kind of takes off and Captain America and Sam basically are sitting around and agree like, hey, we need to go after this guy who took the shield. And they go on this kind of journey to to find out who took the shield. And then we get the backstory on on who this kid is, who how he kind of grew up on the streets and started helping people. And as he's helping people in his neighborhood, this company ends up taking over an area and somehow he gets taken into some kind of work camp outside of the city. Right. Kind of like, a you know, he's kind of forced to by these guys. So when he's in this camp, he starts talking to everybody and meeting people and, you know, getting to know them and figuring he needs to stand up and fight for, for these people kind of creates a shield yeah. fights all these people gets them out of there. So, um, I, I, I got mixed feelings about this book. Um, I can see where they're trying to go in the, like in the beginning, kind of question everything. And in the end, you know, giving you some kind of light to look forward to with, with this kid who wants to fight for the things that's good in Captain America um, and again, the, one of the key things in this, this, this issue is that in the very end, it's revealed that this, this kid is gay. Um, one of my, my 
things with this is in the very beginning, it's kind of dark, kind of depressing, and, and they, they build up this kid to be the, the thing of hope. And they, they're again, of course, they're making the big deal about that he's gay. I just wish they made him more, uh, give him some powers because, and I, I, yeah. maybe they're just trying to keep it down to earth, and that was their thing. Um, but yeah. they don't really, he doesn't have anything superhero powers about him. Right. And I kind of like the kid. Eh? Like, get, like, yeah. make make him a character. If we're gonna bring him, talk him about him. Let's let's build him up some more. Um, right. But he doesn't have any powers. He doesn't have anything. And then it just kind of ends with that. So I don't know if they're gonna continue with this 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 kid, um, or if it's just gonna kind of go off in them trying to find out where who took the shield. So yeah, it, it's it's all right. Yeah, I yeah I kind of maybe it's because I haven't read an ongoing Captain America book in in quite a while. But I thought this was a fun story. Uh, I like how you talked about at the beginning that you know you said it's kind of like kind of depressing. But I think where he's talking about the American dream, right? And and what is the American dream, right? And and what is it to be Captain America? Uh, and I think I like that whole dissection little area there. Um, but and I, and I like the concept of like these network of people fighting for justice using the idea and image of Captain America as their identity. But kind of like what you're saying, I really hope it's kind of going along with what you're saying. I, I really hope it's just that, right? And we don't get a bunch of these other Captain Americas running around that don't really have powers. They, they don't have the super soldier serum. I'm like, how do they, you know, I mean, I could go outside and start running around in a Captain America suit and it doesn't make yeah. me Captain America. You know what I mean? Um, so I thought it was a good story. Um, but and I like that they're using him as a symbol, which is cool. But I just hope that we're not going in a direction where, like, hey, this guy is going to start getting his own series, like Captain America of the Railways. And, you know, like, it's it's yeah. cool for the story. And, and I like the idea, the concept. But, again, there's no there's no superpower about him, right? There's It's, it's all just, just anybody can be Cap. You know, I'm like, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, so and and because it ends with his kind of piece of the story, right? It, it felt almost like a one shot. Like and I, I had to right. go back and like, oh no, there's another, there's another one coming after this. But it didn't really end like that. It just kind of ended with his story ending. Um, right. So yeah, it, it was, it's kind of it was all right. Yeah, and and the whole reason I say that about you know I hope they don't go in that direction is because it did kind of feel like that with that. Uh, Captain America of the Railways, that young young boy getting his own story in the back. I thought, yeah. all right, I mean that's cool, but I just I'm really hoping it's just kind of self contained in this arc, and we're not uh, we're not going to see this like played out too far and, and too long. So, but we'll see. I'll, I'm going to read the second issue, so kind of see where it goes. I, I do miss reading Captain America, um, so I might I might pick up the second issue, and if it's a light week, so we'll see. <laughs> right. But uh, next up, re read it at the bank. <laughs> yeah, I'll read it at the bank. We'll see. Right we'll on. see. But uh, you got the next book also? All right. So I have uh, Eternals, one of, one of the ones I really enjoy. Uh, yeah, Karen uh, Gillen. Have you read any of these? I haven't. I read the first issue, uh -huh. but I, it was just it was too too much for me, man. What? I'm not. Reader, I'm not man. smart enough. I'm not smart enough for that. What? Book, Dude, you're you're break. You're the cerebral <laughs> one of the, the crew. Um, yeah. So so Karen Gillan, um, is side ribic. I don't. I'm, I might be. I don't know. That's the alcohol, but probably not. Just ribic. Um, 
So uh, again, this is uh, and I, I was explaining because I'm a, I'm a little behind because I ordered, but this one I so I've, I've I'm up to three, missed four, but now I'm on five. Okay. So so Eternals. This one continues with them trying to solve the murder mystery of Zuras and who sabotaged this resurrection machine that brings Eternals back to life after they die. Uh, so this leads them to Earth, where Cersei uses Tony Stark as bait to lure another suspect who's also an eternal to earth after this kind of big fight takes place which is is pretty cool uh a new eternal and arrakis uh so they, they go at it and then we get to see the extent of the eternal's powers so and that's one of the things i really like about this book because i've mm. known of the eternals i think i mentioned this before but i don't really i, I never really followed them and especially yeah. since they're kind of coming up and they're going to be in the movies and stuff i like learning about them and they got they got a lot of stuff going on with them. So, like the telepath, or they, they can control people or, or change right. people's minds. So anyway, there's a lot lot of depth to these guys. Um, so you kind of see this with them taking over kind of Tony and using him as bait to get this guy to come out and what they do. And there's a lot of deception and plots and ploys going on. Um, so then we we see Thanos. He comes into the picture. We learn some insight to his motives as, as he's talking to Druid. Thanos is now in someone's debt and he is using Druid to see how he can get all this information and stuff. And basically these two guys are Eternals kind of trying to outwit each other and deceive each other. Mm. Um, so that's always kind of cool. And these, these guys are pretty, pretty good at this stuff. Um, so, Xerxes and the other Eternals are continuing to get information that leads them to the involvement of another Eternal that they're not sure why he's doing what he's doing. Is he being deceived because he's actually a good Eternal? So basically, and I know that probably sounds confusing, is there's a lot going on in this, but it's yeah. very well written. I totally dig the story. I love the characters, a lot of action. Yeah. Um, it, it, it feels like a complete story. Like there's a lot there because a lot of the comics I read now, it just feels like an opening scene. Like it just, a, a, I'm getting a, just a chunk of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. No but, doubt, Adam. But, but yes, yes. Way to go, Adam. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really look. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one. I, I like the series. Um, it's very thorough. And the characters are very uh, super powered, but they're all that way, so they're going after each other. <laughs> uh, maybe Chris shouldn't have another. He's in that trying to pay attention. I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the David nod from last week when we yeah, had the, yeah I got that nod down. <laughs> yeah, when we had a creator on last week, and he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's oh, nice, yeah. yeah. Yes, I, I can't agree anymore, Adam. Love David, but Marvel is a sucker. But <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and look, uh, Ash, Ash knows what he's talking about with this one right here. If Neil Gaiman couldn't make the Eternals work, maybe it's time to just give up. I'm thinking so too. <laughs> Gillian, man, I, I like this. I, I like this new one. I, I'm gonna stick with it. That's awesome, dude. I'm, I'm gonna stick to my guns on this new one. I really I'm, like. It. I'm, I'm curious where it's going. I'm proud of you, dude, for sticking to it. That's not easy. Yeah, I know. Everybody, I know. Everybody, everybody. Everyone's against it. It's the Marvel. And I get it. There's so many Marvels that I just, I, I, I don't like and I'm uh, disappointed with. But yeah, there, it's there, not. There are a few that are, that stick out to me. 
It's not easy to stay on a book that sucks, man. So I'm really. <laughs> so I'm proud of you, dude. I'm really proud of you. All right, right, man. You're you're like, just keep throwing that money away, Dave. (laughs) Let's move on to a good book that came out this week. Uh, DC, Catwoman, uh, 2021 annual. Of course, this is Ram V on writing. Kyle Holtz on art, Fernando Blanco on art, and Juan Fiera on art. And Tom Napolitano on letters. So for those of you who have been huge fans of the ongoing Ram V Catwoman run, this just further cements how freaking amazing this series has been. Uh, if any of you have been wanting to know more about who the hell Father Valley is, uh, if you've been seeing him in the issues and you're like, who is this guy? He always appears in these issues. This annual answered that question in depth. Uh, and if you care le- if you could care less about who Father Valley is, this issue, I think, will change your mind and it'll make you care. Um, so just a little bit of the story. Uh, once upon a time, Father Valley was a young boy by the name of Carl, who was also an orphan, who also was raised by Ludovic Valley, who at one time... If you know some of your bad history, was the incarnation of Azrael. So Carl looked to Azrael as as if he was his own father. Azrael trained him to be the best assassin he could be, and that's all he knew about about life. Right? It was Azrael was training him. He was being an assassin. But then one day, uh, Azrael was given an order to take every life in the order of Saint Dumas, including uh, Carl's. Right? So he's basically raised this orphan boy. And now he's going to take his life. Um, but Carl survives and he never, but yet he never forgets what happened. Right. And this is just some tidbits of the origins of father Valley. Um, but spoiler alert, Carl is father Valley. So he's been hurt a lot. And that's part of the reason why he's, he's, if you've, if you've been reading the series, right. He's always trying to put like a religious twist on why he does what he does um, so this book answers that question for you and it really goes deep into his origins and what makes him who he is and why he's trying to get at Catwoman, right? So for me, and I, I've said it, I feel like I've said this like every single time a Catwoman issue comes out, but but this series, guys, it's a must read. If you're someone that's been straggling along, listening to me talk about this series every single time it comes out, it's time to jump on, right? And, and I can say with absolute certainty that you're you're missing out if you're not reading this. Uh, Catwoman to me is a top three DC comic book right now. Uh, there hasn't been a bad issue since Ram V took over it, and I freaking love it, man. Are you, did did you read this, uh, David? Uh, I, I can tell you about Black Cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get it. Wrong, wrong character, man. Yeah. Wrong character. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Chris gave me the list of comics we were supposed to go over, and uh, I thought I was doing good, and I was ready to talk about it. And I told him I was gonna had all the stories to Black Cat, and he's like, "No, we picked Catwoman." I was like, "Dang it!" <laughs> hey, Steve, are you, is Steve read? Steve, just answer. Are you have you read an issue of Ram V's Catwoman? Because dude, uh, I'm, I'm telling mad at you, him. like just because he's saying, I saw what he was saying. I'm he gonna put call him out. like he's saying that it that it's boring. I'm dude, like I'm not even kidding. Of all the superhero comics and and this is from somebody that i i I hadn't been reading a catwoman run i read some of the joel jones run was not very impressed with it i got on when ram v got on and i'm like dude i couldn't be more impressed with a dc comic book a superhero comic than i am with catwoman and i freaking love catwoman now i'm just telling you and this is you know this is maybe the drinks talking here but when i was a kid david when i was (laughs) I had the biggest crush on Catwoman. I'm just going to say that. Go. 
And me and me and my brother, we used to. Uh, I think I've told this story before, but I used to run around like I was Batman, and I'd have like some. I have little uh, pillows that we'd run around. I grab the pillow and I'd imagine that that was Catwoman. I make out with the pillow, so um, you know. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with the comic. But go buy, go buy Catwoman. 2021 annual. It is a great, great read, guys. Seriously, I know I'm just I'm just messing around with it. I did have a big crush on Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer one. Uh, I still have the pillow right over there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, dude. But moving on to the next book, take it away, sir. That mean? Oh, oh, here we go. Um, Yes, yes. Controversy. Controversy. What? What is again? The one of the greatest. You got you got to see the art. Look at that, man. And I even opened the page right to it. Look at that. Look at that. the detail. Everything's symmetric. It's not like that Captain America that was really bench pressing really hard the other day and the weird angles. So, yes, uh, the Mighty Crusaders, the shield. Yeah, Chris knows what I'm talking about. All right. So, so this starts with the introduction of, of William Higgins, the original shield. And uh, it, it just kind of jumps right into just a long list of characters, which really is the second page, and is just a list of characters that uh, yeah. you know heroes, um, who's led by Victoria Adams, uh, the current Shield and leader of the Mighty Crusaders. It um, then takes us to Joe Higgins, who's sitting there watching TV, and on the news, the the, the news is reporting, and you hear like, "Who is this man who wears?" Uh, this costume that, that resembles the Shield of America and, and what's going on with his sudden appearance. So there, there, there you go. And all of a sudden, Joe gets attacked, Mr. Higgins there, by, by an unknown group of, it looks just like military guys. Assailants. Assailants, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. And uh, which it, it's a kind of a cool fight, and throughout the fight, you, you start just uh, they're kind of giving you bits and pieces of information about uh, the shield and the, the, his his either powers or his suit. Which um, yeah, and I'll get into that in just a minute. So then, basically, Joe finds out that that someone is missing with reality and needs his help. And finally, Victoria Adams basically tells him that they've that she has gathered this team from different Earths, and they have just voted to go after Joe Higgins. So I'm trying not to give spoilers on this in case anybody wants to read this, but um, yeah, it is it's all right. Um, so I, I was talking to Chris earlier. The thing with Shield, I, I didn't know. I, I knew the character. I've known of the actual comic. I've never read it. Um, I didn't know that I, I kind of figured it was more like a Captain America where he had powers and just wore a suit that looked like America and not that his suit was the power. So right. when I'm looking at this, it just doesn't like, it doesn't it's, jive. It, yeah. It's just like, really like the suit. Cause it just looks like a suit, like the, the, the assailants, um, like their suits are like more intimidating than his suit. But anyway, um, and then all the, the third, like all these Earth characters, it just seems like it's getting into that dimensional thing, which I'm not big on. I like I like the straight, plain kind of, just you and me kind of fighting on Earth One kind of deal. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it 
don't know. And then the, you know of some more controversy going on with this book. But yeah. overall, as far as the read, just this particular read, it was I didn't really care for it. It's artwork was uh, and, and going back on the artwork. I know uh, you know the Rob Blindfield thing. This this wasn't one of his best. Um, I don't I even think like, you mentioned that this was Rob Liefeld, just Rob, for everybody oh, yeah, in the so chat. Rob, Rob, I'm sorry, Rob Blank. One of one of the one of one of the greatest. What, one of the four. one of the Mount one of the Mount Rushmore, Rushmore. of comic artists. That's right. He's up there, <laughs> still still going, being relevant today. Oh man! Oh my gosh! So Any, uh, anybody new to the channel, uh, that is a take from David. Just so. I don't know if I want to say that that's Lost in Comics endorsed, David. I just, uh, <laughs> but it's he's David endorsed. He's some guy David. that came on the the show, picked up a mic. Oh, dude, I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> it's did you did you see this? Did you see this uh, comment here? My favorite thing about David's reviews, he gives so much detail, then goes, "It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> well, I was trying to give more detail this time because I know good. in the past I haven't, but. Yeah, um, you just can't. You just can't win, dude. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, it, yeah, it just seemed. I don't know. It seemed kind of dull. It, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as uh, in depth. They didn't give a lot of story. Like uh, again, yeah. going back to to Karen Gillan on Internals, like there. That's. I feel like I'm reading a book on that one. Just that yeah. has pictures, and here I just yeah. feel like I'm looking at pictures that have words. I got gotcha. you. Uh, that, that's kind of how it feels. So. Uh, I got you. story there. Yeah. I just want to say hi to uh, Moonlit, uh, Moonlit Comics. What is up, Moonlit Comics? Thanks for joining us this evening. Uh, first time in my recollection seeing you, so welcome to the chat. It's very nice to have you. Um, yeah, so let me let me just shed some light real quick because we were talking about the Mighty Crusaders, the Shield. This is drawn by uh, Rob Liefeld. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, the Shield is the name of several fictional patriotic superheroes created by MLJ, that is now what is known as Archie Comics. Uh, appearing months before Captain America, the S.H.I.E.L.D. has the distinction of being the first superhero with a costume based upon United States patriotism. So this character appeared in Pep Comics from issues 1 through 65 from 1940 to 1948. So just a little bit of history to kind of, because if, if you're reading this for the first time, you're like, what the hell am I reading? Like You don't like, I don't know who the shield is, but it feels like there's a history back there. Um, and there is a history on that character. And that's just kind of sharing some of that, some of that with you guys. Now there's another controversy about um, this book, right? So I'm going to show you guys, let me see. Did I put this in here? Let me, let me make sure um, that I did put this in here. So no. <laughs> I don't think I did. I don't think I did, dude. Uh, um, alcohol throwing you off. Yeah, no, I don't think I put it in. So, oh, you know what? No, I did put it in here. Okay. So, Rob Liefeld was supposed to draw and write this book. Oh, and this is man. so small, I can't even see, right? But basically, what happened was that there was an exclusive variant cover coming out for this book, Shield, right? For an upcoming issue. This was going to be a four or five issue miniseries written by Rob Liefeld, drawn by Rob Liefeld. He was going, he, he loves the history of comics. If you ever listen to Rob talk, he loves the history of comics. So he loves, uh, he wanted, he was really on board with doing this character. He and Archie comics had gotten together. He was going to take over the series. It was supposed to be this big thing. Um, but then in May of just a couple of months ago, 
Rob put this tweet out and basically said, whenever a, um, a cover reveals the plot of the story, basically that he's out. So he was, he was upset that this exclusive cover, he felt like it, it gave away a plot point of the story. And this is a better picture of the cover there. there you go. And you can see um, Jim Higgins, it's Jim Higgins, right? And then the younger uh, version. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm looking at this. I'm like, I have no, I have no freaking clue how this gives away any of the plot <clears throat> of the story. I mean, only for yeah. somebody that knows the story, I guess he could, and he could the, get that from that. But that's um, the dude on the first page of the comic. Like, I don't understand why that's yeah. such a, crazy thing to have out like it's not a i don't know i don't, I don't know it. either but it but rob lightfield uh i mean he basically um he blew a gasket man and he when he saw that when he saw this cover was being released he quit the comic book he he turned in all his art for the first script this this one shot that we got yesterday and this was supposed to be issue number one which he he didn't do any of the writing for it was taken over and um so what, basically, the reason that the book feels choppy is because they used Lifefield's art and the writer had to write around the art because they wanted to use, they still wanted to use Lifefield's art because obviously when you see the name Rob Lifefield on it, Archie Comics wants to make some money off this thing and using Rob's name, is, it's going to sell issues now, however good or bad you think he is. He's a controversial figure. So there you have it. That's, that is like the whole thing with this whole book. And I think it's kind of in limbo right now. I haven't heard that it's going to, that those other issues are going to be released, but for now you got the one shot and it did leave off. Like it felt like, Hey, this is going to be like a, at least a short series of some sort, but um, there you have it guys. If you ever, if, if you didn't know, now, you know, now, you know, now you know. save your money. <laughs> Now you know too much about it. That is so much more than we wanted to say about that. But I did want to say real quick, as far as art in the book is concerned, I know it's Rob Liefeld. He's obviously not a Mount Rushmore type artist. <laughs> but his, in question. But his superhero art, it, it can be a lot of fun. And the art in this, it, I actually did really enjoy it. So it's got that 90s old school type of art style. So I really did like it. But... Let's move on. Um, next book on our list here, guys. That Texas Blood, issue number seven from Image Comics, written by Chris Condon and art by Jacob Phillips and letters by Jacob Phillips. So this is the beginning of a new story arc. And I and hot damn, it picks up even better than how the last arc ended, man, which is saying a lot because I love, love, love this whole series. But this arc was being teased in the first story arc. And it's really what compelled and left such a sense of mystery around this series when I read the first arc. Uh, if you remember, there was a, a case that Joe Bob, one of the main characters, he was working on in his younger years surrounding a satanic cult. So in issue seven, we finally get to go back in the memory files of Joe Bob and start learning more about that case and just why it haunts him to this day. Um, but the way that Condon and Phillips set the atmosphere for this small Texas town, it's, it's uncanny and it's done to perfection. You and I are from Texas, David. Um, I have been to a lot of small Texas towns. I grew up in a small Texas town and this, I don't like, it feels like Chris and Jacob live here in Texas cause they, they got it just right. Uh, when they set the tone, the atmosphere of this for this book, I was about to spit David, but, um, but <laughs> <laughs> this issue, it reminds me why I began loving this series in the first place. There's this dark sense of mystery that shrouds the different threads that are being wound 
And I wouldn't be, I couldn't be more pleased uh, with the beginning of this new arc. Take my money, take my money. Uh, I really do love this series, and it's it's um for somebody like myself, I, I love like a good mystery. I love like X Files type uh, books, like criminal type books. You got the crime noir mixed with like that X Files type of vibe, and that's what this book is. Um, that Texas Blood, I definitely recommend picking up the first trade. I think it's only 10 bucks, the first trade. Go pick it up and then get on this second arc because it is very, very good. And like uh, Spawner said earlier, Image is killing it, man. And this this is another very, very good book. <clears throat> so um, moving on. I know you didn't, you didn't, you're yeah. not reading uh, these books, right? So let's just yeah. keep going here. It, oh, good. Uh, if you like mysteries, you, again, Eternals. All right, moving on here. <laughs> Uh, another image comic, The Department of Truth, number 10. Uh, this is from James Tinian IV, art by Martin Simmons and Aditya Bidikar on letters. So for someone who grew up going to the library, looking for books on Bigfoot, trying to figure out if Bigfoot was real or not, this issue yeah. just had me entranced from page one. Um, that was me, dude. I used to go to the library. I would look for books on Bigfoot, dude. Like, I, I um, wanted to know more. I wanted to know, like... You know, like Bigfoot's not at the library, though. You can find books, man. You can oh, go but, in the woods. Yeah, I tried that too. Didn't didn't work out, but I tried. <laughs> I tried it there in Poteet, Texas. I was like, Bigfoot's not not hanging around in the country, but I yeah, tried. But... <laughs> yeah, flatland, man. <laughs> Uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, we talked to Jonathan Hedrick. He was on the show and we were talking about how there's very few writers that can get away with heavy dialogue in a book and still keep the reader engaged in reading. And James Tinian, he's one of those writers and he does it again in this issue. Um, throughout the book, there's this letter that's being written from a father to a son on his testimony of having proof of Bigfoot's existence. And although this father, he's, everybody thinks he's crazy. Everybody knows him, um, that he's dedicated his life to finding pr uh, proof of Bigfoot's existence. His journey for Bigfoot is more than just finding this being. It's like this spiritual experience that he seeks to capture from his childhood as he remembers the day of being a young boy and putting his own foot in the tracks of this large Bigfoot print, right? So it's an experience that he had with his father but could not be verified because a storm came and washed away all the evidence. So you have this going on. Uh, while this story is happening, we also have Cole Turner, who's one of the main characters in the books. And he's in the woods with Hawk, who's hunting for Bigfoot. And because remember, when people believe something, uh, when enough people believe a thing, it actually becomes real, right? In this book, in Department of Truth, that's the whole concept of the book. If enough people believe in a conspiracy, in a theory, it actually becomes real. And enough people believe in Bigfoot to where they actually have to go hunt Bigfoot in the book. So um, I, I can't tell you how much I love this book, um, but this issue, it did it all for me. Um, the art and the writing for me, a perfect pairing. And this book, I, I get lost in it every issue. Heavy, heavy dialogue. I'm going to tell you guys that right now. If you are not a fan of heavy dialogue, you probably want to stay away from this. But I, I never feel like I'm drowning in the dialogue because I, I personally don't feel like I'm a fan of heavy dialogue. But when it comes to this series, I just I read it and it just it flows so well with the story. I'm getting a lot out of it. Uh, I, I can't wait to read more. I love, love, love Department of Truth, issue number 10. Kind of late turning it there, but um, I freaking love, I love this book. So, um, and yeah, he's, here we go. Um, he said, uh, Moonlit Comics says, I've been loving DOT. So damn good. No, you're right, dude. It is so, so freaking good. But um, back next time. <laughs> 
You know, it's funny. Spawners, he, he put, he said, Chris, put Spawn in the background next time. Um, dude, I really, when my mural was done, that was kind of a regret that I had because I was trying to keep it kind of like fluid, like fluid with Marvel and DC character superheroes. But I thought, man, I should have freaking put Spawn in there. Just threw him in on the mural in the back. I think that's what he's talking about. But um, anyway, there you guys have it. Um, David, was there any other books that you wanted to mention that people should look out for? You don't have to do a whole review, but anything that you enjoyed yesterday? Uh, well, the only one I mentioned was uh, Black Cat, uh, and I, I liked it. It was good. Um, a simple story, you know, I won't go all into it, but basically, um, yeah, it's just her getting, um, her, her playing gets kind of stopped and she's got to join a, a group of people in, I think, Korea and fight these kind of gangster superhero guys and stuff. It's, I, I enjoyed it because it's just a straight storyline, like one planet, no planet yeah. Earth and all this other stuff. And good dialogue, and it was, it was it very—it was entertaining. It was a great comic. I wouldn't put it as one of my best ever's, but the art's good. Um, story was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome, man, awesome. Um, <clears throat> just real quick, when I answer this question, Moonlit says, "Have you guys read the Nice House on the Lake yet?" I may have missed the discussion. Yes, man, I freaking loved love that book. Um, if you go back in our videos, I have a short comic review on it, but. Yeah, I can't wait for issue number two, uh, Moonlit. Really, really love that book. Um, for me, real quick, just before we stop talking about new comics, just a couple of books. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but Crossover, issue number seven. This book has been like a hot and cold book for me. I have actually was going to jump off of it because uh, all the promises that Donnie Cates made to us were not being fulfilled. But this freaking issue, freaking fantastic. Um this is written by Chip Zdarsky and Phil Hester on art. And that's probably why the issue is so freaking good because they got Chip Zdarsky on it. But Chip Zdarsky is the main character in this book. Uh, and I'm telling you, as somebody that was going to jump off of this book, it, I, you owe it to yourself to read this issue. And then if you want to jump off, jump off. But this is a freaking amazing issue. Uh, I want to mention Duplicant, issue number two, another amazing series, uh, Second Sight Publishing, written by Carla Nappi. And this is just going to be a great series, guys. This is great independent storytelling. Go pick this up. And then lastly, I got to mention Spawn, man. Spawn, uh, issue number 319, we talked about it. But uh, Todd McFarlane made an announcement that Spawn is now being printed with um, cardstock. So if you picked up issue 319, you're going to see that the cover is cardstock. So it's not flimsy. It's a nice uh, cardstock. And then the paper is thicker on the inside. So he's upgrading the paper on the inside, upgrading the cover, and the price is still freaking $2.99, David. It's nice. amazing, dude. He's yeah. still leaving it at $2.99, giving us a better quality product. And, dude, I freaking love Todd McFarlane for doing that. Um, and, I, and honestly, when I read this book, I just want to give it a shout-out, too, because this was one of the um, – Todd McFarlane, he's an amazing artist. I love Spawn. But he did a heck of a job writing this issue. Um, he's not all that well known for his his writing on, but dude, this was a fantastic issue of Spawn, and I think it did a really good job following up uh, Spawn's Universe issue number one. So if you if you haven't picked up Spawn, get on the Spawn's Universe number one, and then pick up this issue. And I think you'll be just fine. But uh, did want to mention those. And uh, lastly, I just want to show this cover right here. This is a Daniel Warren Johnson. 
the Green Arrow 80th anniversary cover. I freaking love this cover. It looks like like Green Arrow is like uh, on top, like King Kong on the on the the Empire State Building right there. Freaking amazing. <laughs> so nice. there you have it, guys. That is our new comic chat uh, for the week, the day after New Comic Book Day. Um, oh, and I did want to mention one other book because Ash mentioned it here. Uh, he is absolutely right. Daredevil. Uh, I have it right here somewhere. But Daredevil has just been the best Marvel comic uh, of all the Marvel comics that are coming out. Um, this issue was okay. It wasn't, to me, um, I love Marco Cicchetto on art. And this was a different artist. Um, I think it was David Hawthorne on art. I was not digging the art on this, but always a fantastic story. I love Daredevil, um, but definitely a great read. All right. On to our discussion for the night, guys. Um <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Wait, what do you say? Yay, Chris. Awesome. Yay. I like Grab's comment up, up top. Hey, uh, see you later, uh, Emmett. Good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's see. You say Grab's? Yeah. Chris Chris needs a McFarland pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Give me a McFarland pillow, dude. I, <laughs> dude, I mean, seriously, in an industry, yesterday... I, I actually really like the Infinite Frontier book that came out last week. So they hit us with this Infinite Frontier Secret Files book. I picked up this book. I get to the register. I don't even realize it's an 80-page book. It's freaking $9.99. I'm like, God dang, dude. I'm like, freaking DC and Marvel, they'll always give it to you, man. Like, And then you got Todd McFarlane over there giving us that huge book last week, Spawn's Universe, $5.99. It was $5.99. I mean, a decent price, oversized book. Um, DC and Marvel, they screw us anytime they can on the prices, man. So that is why I love Todd McFarlane the way that I do. And I always, I always show love for him, man. But yeah. all right, on to the discussion, sir. Um, this yeah. is a good one. This is a good, a good discussion. What makes comics? Are you, you want to do another shot? Uh, yeah. You already got no, one. There? I, I got one ready. Oh man. You're going to, you're going to, you guys are going to kill me. Got to celebrate, uh, celebrate the pick. new room. Yeah, all, all your pillows. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you guys in the chat have a have a glass, grab yes. your glass. All right. Hey, while this we're is... getting there, hey, comic guy Steve, I just wanted to throw out a quick shout out. Thank you, sir, um, for for inspiring me to do my first tweet ever. I, I, that was a big thing for me. I'm not a tweeter, by the way. So, thank you. Need sir. to get him. Get him more involved. Get him more involved. <laughs> Get him deeper into Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Chris was the guy that that sounds weird. Uh, Chris was the guy that got me all set up and uh, how to even use Twitter. And so yeah, I totally sat there. I kid you not, trying to figure out how to tweet back. I was like asking my wife, like, how how do, how do I tweet twit? What what is going on? Like trying to figure it out. So <laughs> it was fun. Yep. All right. All right. Cheers, Here we guys. Go, sir. Cheers, sir. Issue number eighty. Cheers to being lost in comics, guys. Nice and warm. Ooh. All right. Ooh. So I have a question for you, David. You know, when we talk about, um, you know, last week we talked about Mount Rushmore of comic artists, right? Today we're talking about what makes comics fun for you. Are you a reader who collects or are you a collector who reads comics? And as I mentioned at the top of the show, maybe you're a collector who collects. 
I think I don't think that many people said that. One person said that left a comment, and I, it made me think. I was like, some people just like to collect, just to collect, and they they won't read a single thing. I mean, I think those are probably a little bit uh, less common. But we're, today we're going to talk about this this topic. Are you a reader who collects or a collector who reads? And this this topic it made me think. It made me question a lot of things because if you asked me this question um, just off the top without me giving you any thought, I would have said. I'll tell you in a minute what I would have said. So, uh, but let's let's start off with you, David. Um, what do you consider yourself, sir? Are you a reader who collects, or are you a collector who reads? At at this point in my life, I am now a collector who reads, and okay. I realize that it's more by default. Um, I started out as a reader who collected. And now I, I buy these and I get caught up in it. And then I realize at times I don't have time at home to read. So I get backed up and that's where I do. I get frustrated when we, I remember when we were talking about comic burnout, like I, mm -hmm. I do, I, I was like, man, I got to start yeah. going through my comics. I got stacks everywhere. And like, oh man, I haven't even read this one. Now we're up to here. Um, so I try and catch up, but uh, I am definitely right now just, being honest, uh, unfortunately, I'm probably more, I shouldn't say unfortunate, but I, I do probably collect more than I read. And I'm trying to work on that because I, I want to be able to read. Because I remember a long time ago, you asked me, have you read all your comics? And my answer was yes. And now yeah. my answer is like, no, I, I couldn't honestly say I've read all my comics. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got a lot of catching up. So. Understood. Understood. Yeah. I want to go over a couple of a uh, couple of comments here. Um, we have one from a random one here. Uh, it says, "Oh man, that freaking time stamp is in the way." <laughs> <laughs> I, she said, "I basically she said I am both. I still have books I haven't even read still." Yeah. Um, and then JB Comic Collecting says, "Reader who collects," and the Sage Comics says, "A collector who collects." That's the one comment I was telling you about. A collector who collects. That's yeah. a well thought out answer there. Um, Carlito Classic says, I used to be a reader who collects, especially growing up, but almost two years ago, my read pile turned into a mountain and I quickly became a collector who reads, LOL. There you go, David, just yep. like you said, right? Yes, sir. That's me. And, and, yep. and then uh, Jaro here says, I collect to read. I'll set single issues and then get the trades after to reread. And let's do a couple more here. Uh, Max Herman says, 60% of my collection are unread. So collector who reads seems fitting. And then Abe Pena says, haha, I feel like I collect single issues and trades of the same series, but the only difference is because it's easier to grab the trade or hardcover uh, than digging through boxes. So I want to get to a couple more comments here in a minute, but um, before we do, I kind of want to, this is, this is my thought process when we started, you know, when we started this topic, right? So, you know, we said last week with the Mount Rushmore discussion that there's no wrong answer with this, right? Obviously, unless you put Rob Liefeld on the mountain of uh, comic artists, right? But uh, we're all <laughs> we're all different, <laughs> and uh, we love comics in different different ways, different reasons that we love comics. But the how we love comics uh, for you know it, it determines the path in how we choose our buying and our and our spending habits, right? So to maximize the pleasure. To maximize the pleasure uh, that you get. <laughs> Come on, get. Somebody grab me a pillow, please. But uh, back, uh, you know, 
to maximize the pleasure that you get in this journey, it's important to know and understand where you fall in this discussion. Uh, and you mentioned it a moment ago, but when we talked about in our comic burnout show that if you're feeling, if you're following um, trends and the FOMO, many times it, it leads to burnout because that's not what brings you the true joy, but rather you followed the crowd and you ultimately became burned out, right? With something that you were not loving. So with that said, you know, um, looking at those comments there, right? People do it their way, right? They collect their way. So for me to answer this, I kind of did a, a you know, self-evaluation of 10 questions. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but I did go back, right? And, and I was just thinking about my life, my experiences um, before comics. You know, I asked myself this question, was I an avid reader? Uh, and there was a time, especially in my teenage years, that I loved reading books. Uh, I read the, the Hardy Boys uh, I read biographies on on heroes that I uh, that I had. Um, I enjoyed getting getting into stories. Um, I, I just told you about Bigfoot, right? I used to do I used to get into that stuff, and I used to enjoy researching and reading that stuff. What comment are you looking at, dude? Which one? Oh, right now I was looking at the one that they like my shirt. Oh Browns, man, right come on! Yeah, well, Drinks are getting you, man. <laughs> but. Um, I I did I enjoyed stories as a, as as a young person and after I graduated high school I think that desire to read kind of fell to the wayside and and I didn't read anything for years um, so now on the flip side of that I also loved collecting things as a kid uh, in the same way I enjoyed reading I collected pogs uh, I collected stamps I collected mm -hmm. coins collected basketball cards uh, and I collected toys and and I had a collection of books also. So there's always been this deep desire for me to collect. Um, so when it comes to comics, for me, it's like the best of both worlds for me. Uh, it gives me a chance to read the stories that I love and get to know the characters that I want to know more about. But there's also that collecting aspect that really draws me in and gives me a, a tremendous amount of joy. Um, and I think that's why we've talked about on the show about digital comics. I think, you know, that I have nothing against people that read digital comics, but for me personally, there's nothing tangible about a digital comic. You have that iPad in front of you, you got the computer in front of you, and there's nothing tangible to put in your collection, to put on a shelf. I, I look at my comic book shelf, I look at your backdrop there, I look at the books, I love that, dude. I love collecting, I love going up there, and sometimes I'll just go stare at my books. I'll go look at my comic wall, I'll just go stare at it. I'll grab a toy, I'll just look at it, and that, that brings me a tremendous amount of joy. Um, so, you know, when, when the questions ask if I'm a reader who collects, or a collector who reads, I actually changed my mind. And I, I think I'm a collector who reads. Um, and the re something that kind of made me change my mind on that was a comment that was left here by our very own uh, friend here, Adam. Um, he said, I would say I'm a collector who reads. I say this because I collect single issues and trade paperbacks of the same series. Why? Because I like to collect. Also, outside of comics, I'm not a huge reader. So a big draw to comics for me is the collecting aspect. And uh, then I just follow that up with uh, Grab says, when you buy multiple copies of the same issues for the variant covers, I'd say collecting is your focus. I have done that, but it's generally because I either love the character in the book and I want sales to be good, do my part, or the writer is so generous they need to be rewarded. So, and then just this last comment here, I read to relax and escape from reality for a bit. Collecting is just icing on the cake. But, um, you know, with all that said, David, I like I I changed my mind on this, and I and I think I am a collector who reads. And I know that sounds that sounds funny because I'm more of a reader 
who collects, right? Dude, but you I go love through to like collect. 10 comics on your way home in the car. Dude, I don't know anybody who does that. <laughs> like yeah. legit. Um but, you're but right. no, yeah. But but, you but know, no, that, that's cool. And I, I get where you're coming from the collecting part, and I know that. But you're yeah. you're you're also one of the heavier readers I know, which is awesome. because uh, I, I wish yeah. I, I I I really don't like I, I was about to use the word hate, but that's strong. I really don't like that I do have a lot of comics in recently that I have not read. Because typically yeah. I buy my comics because I, I do. I want to read them, and I just haven't gotten to a lot of it. And I, I think we've, we've kind of spoken to this before because uh, when I started out reading comics, I mean, yeah, there was a good amount of comics, but it, not like today. Like, there are so many different comics, so many different, uh, you know, publishers. You know, you got Image, you got uh, – you name it, man. There, there's so many. Um, so – you get caught up in it. At least I do. I get caught up in it. And yeah, so I yeah. end up collecting a lot that I can't read. And that, yeah. That, yeah. So I, that's why I do. We've had discussion. Like I got to pump yeah. the brakes, got to thin down my, my list and figure out which ones I want to read. Cause I do. And I miss reading the comics and really get into the characters. Cause I love the characters. And that's what bugs me so much about Marvel is even I, and that's why I keep going back to Marvel. I, I really have thought about it. It's because yeah. I grew up with characters that I love: Colossus, Wolverine, you know, the X Men, Spider Man. All of, I love those guys back in the day. Uh, yeah. I remember. I remember having dreams. I wanted to be like them. I was like, man, I'm just waiting yeah. for my power to come in. I wanted to. I wanted to like, just be an X Men. And, yeah. and you get pillow. You get pillows with like Storm and <laughs> and Ro Rogue. Rogue. And uh yeah rogue's a tough one because you can't touch her. right but anyway that's oh that's, that's true that's true yeah so uh yeah i thought that one through um so um gloves on yeah yeah you get the body suit uh anyway um so so yeah um it, it is tough now because there's just so many so many things out there yeah and, and even at the comic store like it's i was thinking about this recently because again i get my comics online i go to midtown so i noticed that at at even the larger heroes and fantasy that I go to, um, they don't have nearly the comic selection that you can get online. So there's just so many options out there. It's crazy. So you, yeah. you can just you can just get lost in it. And I, I can see how people can. I have. So yeah, I know. I'm just kind of ranting now. So no, no, you're right. You're I'll you're stop. you're definitely right, man. And um, you know, for me, <laughs> I'll buy I'll buy one of those pillows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, the reason that I walked into a comic book store the very first time, like, and I, I so I keep going back and forth with this, right? Because I, when I walked into the comic store for the very first time, I, I was there to learn more about the characters and I wanted to read about these characters and I really knew nothing about the collectability of it. Um, but with the same token, like, once I did realize how, how comics is a collect, you know, it's, it's the, this collectability about it. It brought me so much more joy. It added a whole nother layer of fun to, to reading comic books. Um, so I'm going to change my mind and say, I'm a reader who collects, <laughs> but I, I'm in it for the stories, the rich history of these characters. But for, I guess what I'm trying to say is it all scratches the same itch for me. It's like it's like it's all it's all good for me, and it, if that makes sense, um, 
And I think I think that's why comics are so special. That there's more than one way to do it. Um, not everybody, like like the person said, they collect to collect. Some people just get the comic books so they can get it graded, or they just want to get key issues because they want to. They love the hunts. Like people love going out and hunting for comic books, and it's fun. I, I love to do that. Um, go ahead. You got a comment? Well, I was gonna say it's kind of like equating it to people who I, I know and I've collected some at times, like like cards. When you collect baseball mm -hmm. cards, basketball cards, definitely. You, you just you buy the card. I mean, and I got it, and you have it, and right. Um, it, it's like I, you know, you're you, you've accomplished that goal of getting something that was unattainable or you didn't have that you wanted. Um, yeah. So yeah. You, so I I, I I do I appreciate that kind of enjoyment when I have a, 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 yeah. a comic like that or something that you get that's a key issue, right? Uh, it's it's you know it feels good it feels nice to have it and that it's up there. That, that's why when I go into comic stores I love looking at all the you know every comic store you go into always has the the key issues up on the walls and stuff and I like being able to go in there and go I got that one I got that one yeah oh I got that one. You yeah, know, and the, the other ones are like, oh, I don't have that one. I, I wish I did, but I don't have it. You know, and that, right. that's so it's kind of fun. But yeah, it, it can it can also put you in debt too if you're not careful. So very true. Um, I like yeah. that comment there from DC dude. I love the hunt too, but only for books I'm going to read. Uh, totally, totally. And I, um, like I said, I, I'm kind of on the I'm I'm like on I like to put my dip my feet in the water for of both sometimes. Um, if you saw my video at the beginning of the week, I jumped into a couple of spec books. You should go watch that video if you haven't. But um, every now and then I like to do that. If I can find a good book that's coming out on the cheap, um, I enjoy that aspect of it. So, you know, I'm not a complete like just reader and I don't just grab my books and just read them and just like handle them, uh, you know, incorrectly. Like I, I keep them, I collect them. I want to keep them in good shape. Um, uh, one day I have to show you the comic wall in here, all my key issues. Um, so again, it's, it's just, it's such a great hobby. And, and for people that do both, uh, like myself, I think it brings us maximum pleasure. You know what I'm saying? Back to the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so final, final answer with yeah. saying all that, I'm a reader who collects. I changed my mind. I'm sticking with that. I'm a reader who collects, uh, but I love flip, all the flip flop. All right. But I love right. both sides of it, man. I, I go back and yeah. forth because like I said, I really do. I really do love both. Um, and I like this comment here um, from Kaiser Sose. I collect 80s and 90s. Oh, man, my little thing just went up there. Um, what did you say? Can you read it there? I collect 80s and 90s. But only read indies nowadays. But only read indies nowadays. Yeah, totally. Um, David, you you love the 80s and 90s yeah, uh, books. I, yeah, I love, the, I love going back to my old comics. Yeah, they're great. And um, I, that's something that I've been thinking about, David, like on with the show and too, is like I there's so many great old stories, you know, and we have that segment lost in the past, you know, where we get lost in a comic book from the past. Uh, we think we need to do that like sometime soon because I, I've been itching, itching to get into some of the older books. Um, and I, I'd like to I'd like to cover some of that stuff, too. I think we, we do focus a lot on the newer books, which are so many great, fantastic books. Um, but I do want to I do want to show our love and appreciation um, for all those that database of comics that that brought us to this point. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hit that up soon. So yeah, we can split it up, man. Do some old stories and do do some reviews on them. And and the older books, I mean, they're they're 
the the ones I've gone back and read are complete stories, and that that's where I get kind of frustrated with the newer comics. Like I, I keep saying, it it feels like just a an opening scene, whereas a lot of the old comics they start out have action, have a plot, and then have a conclusion, and then yes, it moves to the next issue. But in itself, it's it's a complete storyline, which is great. Right. Um, nowadays, it, they're they're not always it's seldom like that. I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and then we got a comment here from DC Dude. I'm hunting old Firestorm, Doom Patrol, Teen Titans, and Justice League International books. Those are the runs I'm trying to complete, dude. That's that's awesome. Um, and I love when you have a set like those set series that you're always on the hunt for. Um, for me, I have those series, and and one of them that I'm like, it's like a life goal of mine is to get all the Batman run. I probably never will in my lifetime. Like that one through a hundred, so freaking expensive. Uh, of course, I'm probably I'm never going to own an issue number one uh, unless I win the lottery or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the hunt is fun, dude, especially for series like that that you love. I'm always on the hunt for the um, original um, uh, Wolverine books, the first series of his first ongoing series. I have quite a bit of them. I'm still trying to complete that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff to collect, guys. And at the end of the day, like I said, I think we all enjoy different aspects of the hobby. And the, the most important thing realize what you love and then don't follow the trends do it the way you want to do it collect your way if you don't like the books that everybody's talking about that's fine like go read the books you like to read or if you want to go read old school books it's all good uh, and that's the thing the whole point is to get lost in comics right that's that i mean that's what that's why we named this show there because lost in comics it's an experience it's not just you don't just pull up a book and just read it and it's like oh that's cool like getting lost in those books and those characters and those stories in the collectability of all this stuff. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. Um, so there you have it. That is our discussion for this week. Are you a reader who collects or a collector who reads? I hope that kind of, you know, jarred your brains a little bit, guys do it your way. That's, that's really at the end of the day, what you want to do, collect, read your way, but realize who you are and, and, and don't follow the trends. Do it the way that you want, uh, want to do it. So there you guys have it. And next, we are going to get into our bottom of the stack. These are new comics that we are looking forward to next, New Comic Book Day. I'll start off here, David, and you'll end up. And uh, we're going to start off with a book that really surprised me, talking about independent comics. Uh, this is Out of Body, issue number two from Aftershock Comics, and they have been killing it. It's Peter Milligan on writing. Uh, speaking about, you know, there, there's a whole chat going on right now about independent. Aftershock has done very, very well this year. And that is an excellent comic, um, which was in my top three comics a few weeks ago when issue number one came out. Uh, next up, we have a new series from Scout Comics called No Ghosts in Hiroshima, which seems like a very, very cool supernatural type book. Uh, so go check, uh, check out the synopsis on that one, see if it's something you might like. Um, a Cullen Bun a horror comic. We have Basilisk issue number two that's coming out next new comic book day. And uh, we talked about it earlier on the show. Um, but or somebody mentioned it, but nice house on the lake issue number two. I freaking loved this first issue. Like I can't say enough about it. Um, that's one of the books I gave five jabronis to. I really, really love that book. And then to round everything out, wonder girl, which was pushed back. It was supposed to be out this, uh, new comic book day pushed back to next week. Uh, mm -hmm. cannot wait, uh, for some Yara floor and issue number two of wonder girl. All right, David, what books are you looking forward to next week, my friend? Well, that's funny because the first one on my list is Wonder Girl 2. 
Uh, yeah, she's she's awesome. Um, can't. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Can't can't get enough. Yeah, it, yeah. I'll just I'll leave it at that. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, smart man. Yes, yes. Uh, Fight Girls number one. Check that one out. Interesting. Uh, America Chavez. I really like her. Uh, I really that 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 storyline's been really good. Um, and then getting into getting back into testosterone will be my Master of the Universe Rev, uh, Revelation Revolution Revelation. Mm. Yep. That's a Kevin Smith book I saw. So yeah, yeah, he's doing that one. So well, yeah, he's doing the book. Is he doing the movie or the not the movie, but the Netflix show, right? Oh, is, is he? This, I I think so because this is the prequel to the Netflix show. Okay. Okay. So that, yeah, that that'll be coming out. And then uh, hey, I gotta do some Rob, man. Yeah, there you go. There look you at go. that. Look at look at that art, man. <laughs> the, you, got, you got the pouches. You got all the muscles. And then you got the Snake Eyes movie coming out. Oh, so there yeah, you go. I, and I so I kind of I've, I've been following this one, and this I believe is the last one. So kind of wrap it up. So yeah, there you go. Five. So again, I want to reiterate for anybody that was not uh, watching the show last week. <laughs> Rob Lightfield. Hey man, I'm just saying what what I I'm gonna have to jump in here, man. What artist that we talked about today can you say see, but you weren't even around back in the day. Um, oh man that that was back in, in the nineties or eighties. You wanna talk about it? Right here. Well, yeah, but he's already we have him. Spun. We, 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 we agreed. <laughs> we agreed. He was one of them. See, and so were the other three that I mentioned. Well, the newer artists today haven't had a chance to prove themselves just yet, but there you go. There you know, go. longevity. I mean, yeah, we got Rob Liefeld there. You know, the Shield. I'm, just, I'm but, going by uh, your criteria. Your criteria, not not yeah. not who's the most likable artist, because I get it. He would not be on that list. Man, but uh, great show, David. Man, <laughs> this was a uh, <laughs> this was a lot of fun, man, and. Uh, yes. Uh, issue number 80 guys this is uh and I, I agree with ash here he says gotta admire david's loyalty to rob lifefield i do i really do admire it david somebody messaged me over the week they were re-watching the show and they were like they were like they said the same thing basically they were like man you got to really appreciate david sticking with that rob lifefield decision and i was like you know what i really i do appreciate that david that you it's a, such an unpopular opinion and one that is controversial and one that's out outright wrong and well, you still <laughs> stuck with it well you see it, it again it's because I, and i didn't even know it's funny it wasn't until we started watching some of the like videos that, that you you had me watching the history of all this stuff uh, you start to learn kind of how much of a, a, a d-bag he is yeah. um yeah. But it's, I mean, if you don't see those shows or don't know or watch internet and all that, like just his art and that's it. I like his art, man. I can't, I can't deny it. Yeah. So it is what it can't is. Can't deny it. Can't deny yeah. it. Uh, Kaiser Soze said, David's loyalty to Rob is legit. <laughs> <laughs> Not, oh, an Not just doing it for the show. Like, but like yeah. I said, though, I will end with, I do think too many times good artists try to be writers and they shouldn't do that at all. Just yeah. stick with, just stick with drawing, man. Just do what you're good at and do it well and just leave it at that. And I think that's where Rob kind of goes off, right. off, off track there. Cause yeah, he uh, does. Yeah. And Adam says, Hey, you like what you like. I respect David for that. Like my loyalty to Frank Miller. 
You're, you're absolutely right, uh, Adam. And except Frank Miller really is one of the best of all time. So, but see, but, I find um, that he's a better writer than an artist because I don't really care yeah. for his art, but his writing is you can't like when you read his stuff, like dude, it could be scribbles, and you're like, oh, this is awesome, and because he writes so well. But I don't, I don't really care for his art. That's and that's me. why, and for me, like when we did the um, Mount Rushmore of comic writers, Frank Miller is on my list. I yeah. truly believe his influence on the comic industry is is unmatched. Um, his writing is it's it's phenomenal. We go back to the Dark Knight Returns. I mean, that stuff is it's it's classic, man. And he changed things forever. So um, definitely, definitely, um, I love his writing and art. His art is different. So his art is but very he, different. Yeah, exactly. It, um, yeah. Frank Miller was one of the first superstar artists. Yeah, just like yeah. Uh, Kirby, man. I got New Gods right I'm over here, but yeah, I, I don't like his art, man. Yeah, but he was I great you, at man. coming up with new characters. Like he was, he came, he was so creative and came up with these guys that are still going crazy strong now. But his artwork, yeah, just yeah. just didn't do it for me. And there you go, uh, Tara says I still like Kate's too. <laughs> yeah, Kate's is overrated, but. He's a, he's a good writer. He's a solid writer, but definitely overrated. But uh, don't say that if he comes on the show, guys, all right? But uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, there you have it. Uh, thank you guys so much for being with us this evening. We had the grand opening of the new Lost in Comics studio, which is yeah. very spacious. It feels good to get one under my belt in the new studio. I cannot wait to do more videos from here to entertain you guys and to continue to get Lost in Comics with you guys every single week every week so david i had a lot of fun today um thank you again everybody in the chat you guys are amazing as always um love you guys we appreciate you guys and david did you want to say bye to these guys did you want to make any further comments about rob lightfield <laughs> no but the, these guys are awesome man i can it's it's like i say it's a whole nother show happening over here these guys add so much to it it's it's awesome so yeah you guys are great Love it. Absolutely. You guys are amazing. And, and like we said, always keep this in mind, guys. Collect your way and always yeah. hashtag stay lost in comics. We'll see you guys next week right here on Lost in Comics. Peace out, guys. <laughs>